these kids are going back to campus and they're just blowing COVID all over each other's cocks. Seventy-eight degrees under fair skies on this Saturday night here in Denver. The fans filing in to Broncos Stadium, mile high. Three, the Bears come to town. Tonight, the progress continues against the Chicago Bears. The 2020 season is here, full swing. Week two preseason definitely happened this past weekend. On Saturday night, yes, Bill's shaking his head, sort of. So we wanted to give you the full recap. Great game. It was fun. A lot of people had fun. I just wanted everyone to have fun, including the refs and all of the two fans that were there. So, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about pregame, first quarter, second quarter? What do you got, buddy? Absolutely. No, it was, it's been a pleasure watching our beloved bears during the preseason so far. And, and um, yeah, let's just get right to it. So I thought it was a, it was a creative production decision by Fox's TV crew is they started the broadcast with Tim Tebow tickling the ivories with the classic on Eagles wings. And as, as the camera panned to a somber Tom Brenneman, now, Tom, if you recall, dropped a very hard slur for homosexuals on a hot mic during the Reds game last week, and he was promptly suspended for such things. But Fox gave him a couple of minutes before Bears-Broncos preseason game number two to, to further apologize for his actions. So, you know, but to me, his words rang a little hollow because as he was apologizing, he was sweating really badly through his white button-down shirt which made his undershirt very visible to the viewing audience. And I don't know if you saw it, Dan, but the cameraman actually zoomed in on Tom's shirt and it clearly read Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> and it also it looked like the shirt also had a picture of Stephen Hawking with a giant X through his face. That was confusing. I also found it a bit odd that when the camera zoomed back out and Tom was wrapping up his remarks, he was wearing a Pope hat. Like he was like a giant Pope hat. Like I think they call it a, a miter, like a giant fish's mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Anyway, after Tom was done blabbering on Tim Tebow dramatically ended on Eagles wings with thunderous strokes of the keys. And he stood up, he lifted Tom up and he started rocking him like a baby. And Tom was giggling his annoying machine gun laugh and Tebow carried him off camera I assume to never be seen again. So that so that was a weird start. Weird pregame by Fox. Uh, you know, did you record it? Did did what do you think about that? I did. I I tried to skip through that a little bit. It was it was a bit much for me. I mean, they seem to get along great. Are they dating? I don't know. <laughs> that would that would be very ironic, one might say. Um so yeah, unexpected for a pregame of an of an NFL preseason game, I'd I'd have to say, but I was captivated personally. Anyway, nothing too exciting happened in the first half of Bears Broncos. New Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazor seemed to spend a lot of time in the first half hogging the oxygen tank for some reason. That was the one thing that stood out to me. But both offenses looked bad, and the game went into halftime tied zero zero. So. I'll let you take it from here about halftime and how the second half, you know, was in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, it was a bit of uneventful first half, right? I mean, the the pregame show seemed to 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 be on everyone's mind. 
I think we just hit the anniversary of getting off on a tangent here of Andrew Luck uh, abruptly retiring. Did you see that? That was we just hit the oh against the Bears against the Bears. That was fun last year. Good call. Exciting things can happen during preseason when the Bears are involved. Um, so, okay, so the halftime show you you said you recorded, right? Did you watch the you you watched all of it? No, I I, okay. I missed the halftime show, so I'm very curious. Okay, okay, so uh, well, they had a, a beautiful uh ten year anniversary celebrating the MLS championship of the uh, Colorado Rapids. They won in 2010. Of course, we remember that great team with. Connor Casey, Omar Cummings, Makumba Kanji, and Edu. You remember Edu, right? You were a big Brazilian soccer guy, Edu. Um, but that was great. They brought the fans onto the field uh, to kick soccer balls into like a, you know, that carnival game where you like throw the balls to hit the teeth out of like the clown. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They had they had that same thing, but it was a big cutout of John Elway's face. He had to knock his <laughs> teeth down with you had to kick the ball, soccer ball through. Uh, so that was interesting and very strange moment when they, you know, I was like, would Elway be out there? Be like, hey, guys, this is hilarious. I have horse teeth. But <laughs> strange moment when they panned up to the, you know, the the horse that's usually on the the, the Bronco horse on the scoreboard. And it was a it was a fully nude John Elway up there pretending to be a horse. So weird moment. I don't know if if, if you know all that weed there has really hit uh, John in a weird way. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting uh, you know. Hey, so you watch the the national broadcast with Thom. I I watch the local Fox Channel 32. Uh, Jim Miller again strikes. And he kept messing up the team name and kept referring to the Broncos as the Denver Outlaws, which is obviously their professional lacrosse team, um, <laughs> which would be fine. But, I mean, he didn't need to carry on about how they should change their their name uh, from the out, you know, from the Outlaws. So once again, the producers did him no favors there. So. Okay, let's jump to the third quarter here. Uh, you know who I thought looked great was Dieter Eilson, the rookie offensive lineman from Yale. He's yeah. from uh, he's from South Africa originally, big weightlifter. Um, so it was a lot of fun for me when he just uh, started playing Australian rules football and just picked up the ball and drop kicked it through the uprights multiple times until they had to to pull him. So. Uh, you know, something probably would have been done if Bill Lazor wasn't taking hits off the oxygen machine so much. So, um, yeah, so, you know, second half was the Tyler Bray spraying it all over the field. The JP Holtz, Jesper Horstead. Love seeing those guys out there again. Uh, Thomas Ives uh, channeled his inner Tom Waddle. Uh, got absolutely destroyed multiple times over the middle. I really hope they can put his legs back on his body. So... <laughs> our thoughts and prayers are with you, Thomas. Um, you know, weird late interception uh, on a Javon Wims trick play was picked off by Bryce Callahan, our old friend, who before he even um, before he even hit the turf when he was getting tackled was, uh, you know, word got to the booth that he was now questionable with a hands injury following the pick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, obviously the game ended. Ryan Nall fumbles at the one yard line when he, uh, actually, uh, believes that he's an actual beaver and realizes that beavers can't hold football. So 
I wasn't upset about that because he shit all over me a few weeks ago. So fuck you, Ryan Nall. But of course, the game ended on a 99-yard touchdown um, from Mark Rippon's nephew, Brett Rippon. Am I saying that right? Rippon? Yeah. The yeah, uh, third-string quarterback for the Broncos threw the 99-yard touchdown to former Michigan tight end Jake Butt. So the game ends six to nothing because they missed the extra point. So <laughs> weird game all around. Yeah. Just sloppy as shit. Bears lose. Just gross. More questions at quarterback. Tyler Bray. Javon Wims clearly is not the answer at quarterback. So no more trick plays there. But yeah, weird weirdness all around. Yeah, no, definitely. It, you know, I guess you'd rather be one and one in preseason versus oh and two, but you know, it's uh it's 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 really hard to say. Now I can't remember, did the NFL decide to have two preseason games or four? Because I'm trying to figure out how to plan for the next couple episodes. It's four. Okay, excellent. I think we, I think there's still four, but you yeah. know, maybe we'll talk off air and figure that out. Yeah, we'll talk off air. But regardless, it was a weird game. Yeah, left a lot to be desired. And we are going to talk in the first segment, a lot of Bears chatter to be had about the week that was and currently is as the Bears prepare for the 2020 regular season. Dan Doinks, thank you for your red hot review of Bears Broncos preseason game number two. Thank you, Betty. Bears. Bears, Zerdikes. Of course, Tebow, the youngest of five children, the Bob and Pam Tebow. Tim was homeschooled. Family sold everything they had to start mission work in the Philippines. Where a number of kids are named after him. Yep. Tim Tebow, a pair of national championships, a Heisman Trophy award in three years, is unquestionably in that top ten, perhaps now in the top five. That might be the first thing he's ever done wrong in his life. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again for anybody that I've offended here tonight. I can't begin to tell you how deeply sorry I am. I am very, very sorry, and I beg for your forgiveness. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Which might be the single most ridiculous statement that anybody's ever uttered. <laughs> 2020 can continue to kiss our ass, but thank you for joining tonight's Zero Doinks coming up. A lot of Bears chatter to be had. David Montgomery gets hurt at practice. How severe is it? What are the other plans if Monty Python is out for a while? We will talk all about that and much, much more. Zero Doinks visits Fans and Eggs again in Montana. Yes, Montana. Never thought I'd say that in my life. I cannot wait. Baseball talk, Hams and Ted. The White Sox showed their dominance over the Cubs this past weekend in Wrigley Field. We will talk about that as well as Lucas Giolito's no-hitter. Yes, that's going to be awesome. Hams and Fred is back. Some sports gambling talk. We will also have the segment within a segment, Hams and Spreads, with special guest Rick Fieldsman tonight on Zero Doinks. Thanks for joining us, Zodikes. Zero Doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. Zero doinks. 
Zerdoinks, we are here in very late August. I think we're now on a weekly kick of Zerdoinks from now until the Super Bowl run, right, Dan? Doinks, how the hell are you, buddy? I can see you. You look great. I'm amazing. I'm flying solo dad tonight, so apologies if any of my children come bursting in here. You will hear me shout at them. I'm doing great. Happy to be doing this weekly, if we can, if wives will allow, Kristen and Jordan, you don't listen, but somebody tell them to let us do this without giving us shit. Let's talk a little bit about how the Bears are prepping for the regular season. You just heard the recap of Bears Broncos preseason game number two. It didn't go that great, but it actually went a little bit better than Bears practice did today as we're recording this on Wednesday when David Montgomery went down with what appears to be a groin injury that is serious, but not as bad as I feared when the initial tweets were going out. What do you think? Have you caught up on all of all of Twitter? A little bit. Uh, does Matt Nagy, is he the one who's saying he has a bit of a groin? Is he the one saying that? I've, I've seen those jokes go around. Or was that um, John Fox? I feel like those those jokes are have been uh, popping up and maybe it's from the score. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, that was unnerving to see that because to think of who's behind Montgomery, who's fairly unproven anyway, is Tariq Cohen. I mean, he's not an actual running back. Is it Ryan Nall, that Oregon beaver fuck, Oregon State beaver? So, yes, I am very nervous about that. Did they? Did we get a final ruling from the team? I don't think we did, right? No, I think there's uh, an MRI scheduled. It seems that most people are optimistic, so it seems like it may be a um, what do you call it? A uh, sports hernia at the end of the day, which is a four to eight week injury that does not necessarily require surgery. So, if it is worst case eight weeks, that would put them out like until week six, maybe week seven at the worst. So. Better than an ACL. Let's just say that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I don't feel great. <laughs> I don't feel great about it. Did you actually see the video? I saw it tonight. It was like a weird slip and he just kind of like... You could see, like if you and I did pulled that move, we'd be in full body cast. Right? Yes. Just, just... But... I don't like it, Bill. I'll just say that. I don't like it. Hot take. I don't like two things. David Montgomery getting hurt and COVID. Yeah, I can't argue with either of those. Uh, (laughs) There was a lot of speculation today with, okay, so let's say Montgomery's out for a long time. The initial speculation was it was a knee. Thank God it was not. Um, So do the Bears run out and sign Devontae Freeman, who's the best available free agent out there? Yeah, you're nodding your head. Yes, of course. I mean, that would be the obvious move, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw the list. Was it from Schefter? I, you, you sent me the list, and the only ones that come to mind are Freeman and Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, he might be all the way done. Freeman, I'm surprised, isn't on a roster right now, huh? That, that kind of surprised yeah. me. I would, yeah, I would take a flat. We need somebody. We need a body, I think, even with Montgomery seemingly being okay, but four to eight weeks of half-assed 
David Montgomery, which we still don't know who he is. We we need some more help there. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the um, I mean, it could be yeah, Nall could be the guy. It could be our guy CPAT as well. He could get a lot more run at, at running back. That sounded weird, CPAT. That did that sound sexual? Uh, no, it's um, CPAP test. CPAP is that right? Is that a lady test? Vagina mm. test. Is that right? Did I have that right? That's what it sounded like. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Not a bit. We're not big lady guys. But thank you to the 7% of our audience that are ladies. And we apologize for not knowing about all the tests that you need. We're just glad we don't need them for ourselves. Good luck with your vaginas. Um, yeah, so CPAT, I mean, he's not a running back. He's not an, he's a trick guy. He's a trickster, kind of like Tariq Cohen. They're sort of in the same bucket. So Ryan Nall would be our only other guy right now. Um so I think we need we need some help. We need some we need some bodies in there. We need some bodies in there. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Sorry. Who sings that? Puddle of mud? No. Nope. Slipknot. I don't know. It's possible. All right. Um, sorry. That's okay. In two weeks, you will hear from a uh, a metal head, if you will, on fans and eggs that could probably answer that question better than Dan and I were way too soft for Slipknot. I think. I yes. think I have to sneeze. I think I have to sneeze. Let's hear it. God bless you. Nope. An early God no bless way. you. Okay. Good. All right. So, uh, yeah, Bears running back issues. Uh, peek their head out a little early. That's scary, but not quite as scary as the COVID scare that happened with the Bears uh, over the weekend, I think. Was it Monday? I don't remember, but I know that Nagy was called at 2.51 a.m. Yeah, Saturday or Sunday, I think. And um, the the thought was there were nine, I think, Bears staffers Mm -hmm. and or players that tested positive for COVID-19. Turns out that there was a lab in New Jersey that fucked up. I'm not sure. I'm not a big science guy. I don't know if Dan is, but um, multiple teams were affected, including the Bears. But good news, everybody's confirmed negative. I guess we can move on with our lives. Yeah, it seemed from Nagy that he was okay with it and the obviously okay with it because it ended up being false positives it was probably a good exercise for the team and a good scare for them to be like hey take this shit serious this could really fuck up everything not just for the bears but for the nfl as a whole so um i don't know how that happens i mean like you said we're not big science guys but how does one lab screw up that bad and and i i mean are they are there false negatives is there such a thing as that like are there literally just guys with covid and they're just not catching it yet (laughs) i don't don't know sorry about that (laughs) that sounded like ham's covid um yeah so it was scary at first but a part of me is like well just if it's gonna happen it should happen now and not week four of the season or you know anytime during actually in season but it's gonna happen i mean there's there's gonna be guys that that get it um i don't know i i 
I had a question. I have a question for you. Why were they calling Nagy at two thirty in the morning? Um, I assume that they just thought he'd already be awake, just trying to put together the next Santa's sleigh, right? Yeah. Oh God, just run the damn ball. But I, I mean, was couldn't that have been a call that could have waited until like, let's say five, even? I mean. I think he said I don't, we didn't want guys coming into the facility, like leaving their house to come into the facility. Two thirty in the morning, are these guys living in like northern Michigan? Like, what? Wh- how much time did you need? That just seemed very odd to me. The timing of it, and how are they getting tests at two thirty in the morning? I, I, I'm I'm curious to the behind the scenes um, view of of the communication of all that which I was kind of hoping to see in the Bears fake hard knocks that never came out, right? So have they given up on that? Is it Did this COVID thing be like, eh, let's go back to being the most private football team in America? Yeah, I was thinking that same thing where I feel like once that 2.51 a.m. phone call went to Matt Nagy, I'm sure I would imagine the next call went to Virginia, right? And just, hey, Virginia, <laughs> you know. Put down your eggs. You're not going to believe this, but nine people just tested positive, including your son, George. So <laughs> she's she definitely goes to bed at 6 p.m. and gets up at 3 a.m., right? Oh, yeah, she's, absolutely. She's got those weird hours. Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Hope she's OK yeah. after that unicycle incident last <laughs> last week. <laughs> that is, that's mighty kind of you. Absolutely true. Um, all right. So. Outside of COVID scares, outside of running back injury scares, um, a lot of tight end love from Adam Johns of The Athletic. He listed your boy Jimmy Graham as the number one surprise or number one performer of camp so far. And number two, Cole Komet. Very tight endy. What do you think of that? I'm, I, I'm not upset about it. I still... I stand by it. I'll believe it when I see it with Jimmy Graham, but it's hard. It's hard not to buy into the hype a little bit at this point with literally every media member talking about how good he looks. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll buy it a little bit into that plane flying son of a bitch. See if he can, if he has something in him. It, the narrative def, def, seems to be changing. It's like, Oh, he had his worst year of his career last year in Green Bay. And now it seems to be like, well, he fits this system way better. Well, <laughs> do we even have a system? Like that's I'm I'm skeptical. It's like, oh, he fits into our system so well. It's like, well, you know what system works? A system with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so I'm not buying it. I, I I it's hard for me to to completely buy in, but I'll bite, I'll bite on that cheese because I'm a little mouse trying to get some bear's optimism going. Kim Jong-un in a coma. May he rest in peace for the second time in 2020. Um, I'm buying it hard. I am absolutely... These preseason storylines, like, I, I'm a fish that I'm biting that bait that I assume there's cheese on the bait and I am give me some of that. Yeah, it's I mean, I don't know 
who knows what to make of it. I would be, I guess, I think I complained about not having any video of these actual practices. I'm going to do a complete 180. I kind of wish there was some video of these practices, like a live stream of, of some of it here and there. Cause I, I can't, I'm just relying on Adam. Let me use your Johns to tell me who looks good and who doesn't Brad Biggs. I mean, I've been blocked by him on Twitter for years now, so I don't know what he's saying. I'm sure it's real sweaty <laughs> and he's shitting his pants during the COVID scare. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's hard. So you're, you're all in on these headlines. You're, you're buying every, every piece of it. Yeah, it is. Jalen Johnson is going to be a, an all pros rookie year cornerback. I'm buying that real hard. Our tight end room is going to be the best in the business Mitch and and uh, Big Dick Nick, one of them is going to figure it out. Let's let's talk about that for a minute. That, oh wait, with Bill, Bill like, hold on a oh, second. Go ahead. I got to pee. Okay. Pause. Sounds good. Um, now that it's just us, you, me, the zero doinks, intimate listener. No, it is an intimate moment though. I just want you to know that I love you, and I want you to know that Eddie Pinheiro has a tender groin. And I think it's your responsibility as a Bears fan and a Zero Doinks fan to make sure that Eddie Pinheiro's groin is feeling very loose, very wet by week one at Detroit. I don't care what it takes, whether it's, you know, your hands, your mouth, (laughs) whatever it is just make sure eddie's right for week one. Oh, hi dan if you picture uh nick Foles' penis and how huge it is like as i get a mental picture of it now picture the exact opposite and compare that with my bladder because it is very tiny and i apologize <laughs> we could probably edit this out right <laughs> I no it's not happening this is okay. fantastic all right sorry let's it's, talk quarterbacks Let's talk quarterback. So it seems like the word on the street early was that, hey, Mitch looks pretty good. He has not turned the ball over. He had a weird mishap on the goal line. Wasn't great. Kind of embarrassing, but could have been worse. And now I think the last day or two, it seems like Foles has taken the reins. But uh, excuse me, he might not be allowed to start because I guess uh, pace. Wouldn't want that to happen, especially week one against Detroit. So I don't know what's happened the last two days that didn't happen the first like 10, but I still feel like it's Mitch's job to lose for at least for week one. I don't know how you feel about it. I do too. I feel like just, it's just a by default. I don't, I think it was Mitch's job to start and Foles If he just does a little bit better, we'll get the job and it doesn't sound like that's happening. So I mean, I, okay. I, you know, it doesn't sound encouraging either way. It sounds like there's a few good throws, but then you'll read some later on. It's almost like, I feel like these beat writers, they go to practice and in practice they are like, Ooh, Mitch had a good throw here. Foles had a good throw here. A lot of it to the tight ends. And then it seems late at night, they'll throw out a tweet like, Eh, actually it was all pretty sloppy. Do you find the same thing? Like the yeah. tone kind of changes once they leave the facility? 
Yes, yes. I I'll be honest though. I miss Dan Weeder's like throw by throw fluttery ball <laughs> analysis of of Mitch Trubisky. So I I feel out of place without it. Yeah. You think he's still wearing the face shield, or was that a one day thing? To that he thought he was hilarious with the with the Pete Roselle uh, or the Jim yeah. McMahon. I'm making fun of Roselle uh-huh. headband. Yeah, I don't know. I if somebody wants to put him back on furlough, I I wouldn't be pissed. <laughs> He's a weird duck, that guy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, quarterbacks, it's it feels like we're still at the same place, right? And it doesn't feel like literally anything's changed. It's sort of like just roll the ball out there and whoever picks it up, you're starting and we'll see how it goes. You know, I I, I think it'll be week to I'm afraid that every it'll be week to week this whole season. It doesn't matter who's in it. It's be like Mitch could start and he'd be like, eh, do you go to Foles? Foles could come in and be like, eh, back to Mitch. So, eh, that's all I got. Yeah. Eh. That's fair. And you know what? The key, though, is we'll still be 13-0. It's going to be a hot start. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback as long as Khalil Mack is motivated at linebacker, which he is. He said to the media, last year was not great, and I'm going to be better. I'm on a Peloton. Yeah. The, so I heard the... Did you watch the interview? No. I I heard it on the radio. Uh it was on Hood and Kaplan, Kaplan and Hood. I don't know which which what they're what they're going with. But they played the audio clip with no context at all. And Jay Hood was cracking jokes about how it sounded like he was getting it in, which was seemed a bit much for middle of the day, but it definitely sounded like he was doing that interview. Well, betting a lady, betting is that what you say? I think so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but he sounds he sounds ready to roll, and it's hard not to get Randy and hope that you're that Peloton bike. Hearing him speak about him ready to f- fuck people up. Let me check your prostate. It's so true. I cannot wait to see Khalil Mack and his 52 just hitting the fuck out of Matthew Stafford week one at Detroit, which is coming up fast. This has been Bears Chatter after two preseason games and a one-on-one start. See you next segment. I have a tiny bladder. Man, this is Adam Sheen. I need to check your prostate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the pen is dry, but my hams are soaking wet. You know a good lie has got some fans and eggs in it. I've waited my whole life for a chance to hear a segment with their fans while I suck on my beer. From Topeka to Maine, from Tokyo to Spain, we all want you here. We want you all here. 
from New York to Fort Wayne by Greyhound or by train. I guess I'll keep waiting, waiting for fans and eggs. Welcome back to Zero Doinks. It is Fans and Eggs, the fan segment on Zero Doinks, where we visited Indiana so far, North Carolina, South Carolina. This is where we stir up a red-hot dish of conversation with the Bears fan across this wonderful country of ours. Today, we are visiting Montana. I never thought I'd say that in my life. This is incredible. We are with Brian can I say your last name? Should I, or you just want to be Brian in Montana? I should have I should have clarified that in the pre-show conversation. <laughs> Brian in Montana is fine. That's great. Uh, all right, perfect. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Honestly, I appreciate you guys inviting me. Of course. So, Brian, I know obviously you listening on your on your phone or in your car or whatever. You can't see this, but Brian has an awesome Monsters of the Midway Bears hat. He has a beautiful kitchen. Things are amazing. We want to know all about the state he's in. I've never been to Montana. Have you, Dan Doinks? You ever been to Montana? No. Nope. So how does a gentleman in Montana become a Bears fan, first of all, Brian? Well, I think we got to start off with, you guys have never been to Montana. How did that happen? You know what? So if we were to go, where would you recommend us go? Like if anybody's like, you know, some a couple idiots like us from the Midwest, and we, were, we said, you know what? Dan, we're packing up the kids. We're going to Montana this weekend. Where, where would you say that, that we can't miss? I think the, the key spots in Montana, obviously, uh, Glacier National Park. You know, you can't, you can't go wrong there. Uh, great time for the family. Uh, but honestly, there's just so many hole-in-the-wall places in Montana that you could just stop and have a good time. And I think just listening to you guys – I think you could have fun pretty much anywhere in Montana. So <laughs> now, I live in the beautiful area of Missoula. So that's, you know, it's just anywhere you go, there's just nothing but scenery. And kind of good. Well, we established this uh, pre-show with Brian, Brian Montana, not to be confused with Hannah Montana, that they have hams up there. So that's a good state in my mind. You know, I, you might be the first one that we've talked to that's actually had hams. I think every other person we've talked to is like, yeah, we don't have that around here. So shame <laughs> on you, other states. Yeah, you know, I got to represent Montana. And honestly, like I said, this is not a staple. You can't really find this uh, except for specialty places in Montana. Uh, but in the spirit of the show, I had to grab some hams. I'm three down. Uh, feeling <laughs> great. Happy to be here. So, <laughs> uh, Oh, that sounds fresh. <laughs> can I can I admit something? I feel like I get Wyoming and Montana mixed up because I think Wyoming is where uh, is that where Jackson Hole is? Jackson Hole, yeah. Phil Jackson Hole. I think Phil Jackson lives there, doesn't he? Phil Jackson's Phil, Hole. Phil Jackson he, came out of Montana, and he's got spots all. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Do you do you have a rivalry with Wyoming, the state of Montana? No. No, not really. Actually, Montana has uh, two teams uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So we've got uh, University of Montana, uh, graduated there, alumni, um, and then Montana State. So the Grizz Bobcats, they've got a great rivalry, um, and it's it's every year. It's the big thing. Um, so that's kind of what we do. That's your rivalry. We don't have pro sports, so that's our pro sports <laughs> right there. So where do most people lie for like NFL teams that grew up in Montana? They venture to like 
Vikings land? It's it's split, yeah, and it's been tough as a Bears fan. Uh, we've got the Vikings influence, uh, but a lot of Broncos and uh, a lot yeah. of Seahawks. You know, the state Montana is huge, so uh, you've got people all over. But uh, we do have a, a little cult following. We've got plenty of Bears fans for me to to team up with, and uh, unfortunately, a lot of Green Bay fans out here too. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. Absolutely gross. So you. Um, so I know there's one former University of Montana guy in the NFL, currently linebacker for the Eagles. I can't think of his name, but I think he's really good. Um, so that's amazing. I, got, I did. Yeah. yeah. At least currently. I'm sure there's been other guys that have been in the league. I think our most infamous guy is uh, Dan Carpenter, place oh, kicker. I was with yeah. the Dolphins for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He, he represented pretty well <laughs> that's good i did see, i did see there's one former montana university of montana guy who was on the chicago bears only one guy his name was um uh Vern eck he was a guard from 1936 to 37 he's been dead for 48 years he he actually he also he's coincidentally to dan doinks a former gopher Oh, so how all right. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I don't know when he transferred to Montana or to Minnesota, but <laughs> kind of weird. But there you go. May he rest in peace. May he rest uh, in peace. I have full disclosure. I'm looking at a map right now of Missoula. You're really close to Idaho, huh? We are. Is that right? Yeah, it's not that far off. About two hours. Yeah. Hour and a half. Uh, big potato guy then? <laughs> Love potatoes. You know, it's not our thing over here in Montana. That's all I know about Idaho. (laughs) My my facts on Montana Montana and Idaho are horrible. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's all right. What what is Montana known for animal-wise? So I know you you have a bunch of stuff that we would never see in Chicagoland. Is there like, what's like the craziest animal that you have that we would be shocked to see as Midwesterners? Uh, We've got it all. I mean... Biggest animal that, that people come around for, obviously, I can't stop with the fishing. I mean, that's river runs through it. That was Montana. That was this area, oh. Missoula. Uh, oh, nice. Don't know if you guys are Brad Pitt fans. Well, it is what it is, but that's a great movie. Oh, so it's a very handsome. What a hug. <laughs> uh, you know, but moose, elk, grizzly. I mean, that, mountain lions, that's, that's what people Ooh. come to Montana to see. Yeah, bison. Uh, we've got plenty of those up here. So. Bison Dele, former boy. <laughs> May he rest in peace. <laughs> he, got, he, got, that, he, he, got, he got murdered on a boat, right? See the one? Yeah, I think it's possible. That's how, that sounds good. Yeah. Jury's still out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to segue from that, except Big Sky. We're talking about the Big Sky Conference. I learned on Wikipedia recently when I was looking up all sorts of facts about Montana and your potential rivals that both Gonzaga and Boise State used to be in the Big Sky Conference. That's pretty awesome. Are you angry at them for leaving? You know, they just got too big for their britches. They're out of here. Uh, and honestly, it's probably for the best because I don't think the Grits could handle them these days. <laughs> uh, they're having a hard enough time with the teams they face. So, <laughs> I gotcha. Are they not? Yeah, what is uh, – is Montana playing football this year, unlike the Big Ten? Is that is that happening? Right now, they've got some of it set up, but it's getting limited by uh, the opponents, yeah. So you can only control so much of what you've got going on and what other people are doing. 
This is true. Wait, this Gen- is very- Gonzaga, you were in the same conference. Gonzaga doesn't have football, right? How did that You're work? You're known for out? basketball, yeah. It's And oh, yeah. that would have been well before my time, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no football there. Uh, but they were in the same conference? How does that work? I don't know. I don't even Big- know. Okay, I got nothing else. I got no follow up. Sounds <laughs> no, good. It's fine. It's fine. It's I mean, all we're, good. we're in with the the Portland State, Weber State, Sac State. I mean, that's that's as crazy as it gets for us. <laughs> I love it. So you, um, so you became. You, were you born and raised a Bears fan? You're. I think it, you. We were communicating before the show. You. I don't know if you grew up on the South Side of Chicago or your family came from Chicago. Tell us more about how this came to be. I was born and raised in Montana. Um, but yeah, my, my dad's side of the family came from the Southwest side of Chicago over by uh, midway airport. And, uh, I was, my first onesie was probably a bears onesie. Uh, nice. nice. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was decided for me from a young age and it's been a, it's been a journey <laughs> ups and downs, but yes. I'm proud to be a bears fan and, uh, I'll always be on you know, my son, his first onesie bears onesie. So nice. Yeah. It's just a line of good. It's just good parenting there. That's all that is. It's the only way I know how to parent. Really. <laughs> That's good. How how old is your son? He's two and a half. Nice. Have oh, you he's... bought him a, a mini Bears jersey of some sort yet, or are you still bouncing that around? He does. He does. Um, this year, I think. Do you guys remember those old school plastic helmets and the yep. really fake yep. shoulder pads? I yep. think we're Probably. going there this year. Absolutely. Yep. Had it. You, I know you did too, Bill. I feel like I've I seen a picture floating around. Yeah. Had it and loved it. Wore it all the time. I think I was a Bears player for like six straight Halloweens. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, which is weird. I, I think that Bears fan was Maury Buford that you were. So that I don't know how popular you were around the neighborhood. We're here. Fans and eggs. I got to do the callback, Dan. I always do this as if we're on radio. If you're just tuning in, it's fans and eggs with Brian in Montana. He's from Missoula. He's currently in Missoula, I believe. And before I forget, I want to thank you for your service. You are a uh, uh, an army veteran that served in Iraq. So thank you so much for, for that. So that, that yes, is thank that's incredible. You. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Do you, so speaking of rivals, do you, we, we interviewed a, um, the gentleman Mark in, in North Carolina as an air force guy. Do you consider air force a rivalry? Do you consider Navy a rivalry? Is it, is it friendly? Does it get a little bit red hot? <laughs> what happens? Uh, we don't consider air force. Uh, those guys, <laughs> uh, they have the nicest things period. Uh, if I could go back in time, Maybe I would have considered Air Force just, <laughs> just for the things. Um, I'd say Army and Marine Corps probably go at it a little bit more than anybody else. Obviously, in the football world, Army, Navy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as service members, it's Army and Marine Corps. Okay. Where does uh, where does the Coast Guard lie in the rankings? <laughs> now, that's who I should have joined, honestly. Um <laughs> Those guys, you forget about them, <laughs> but they're doing their part. They're doing their part. I'm sure the Coast Guard's huge in Montana. <laughs> Believe it or not, we have some recruiting stations, uh, but the travel to get to where you need to train is significant. <laughs> yeah. Do you want? Yeah, do you want to get that. the fuck out of Montana? Join the Coast Guard. Go somewhere warm. 
<laughs> I don't exactly. know. All the all this bison talk, I kind of want to move to Montana, frankly. <laughs> and mountain lions. Have you seen a mountain lion recently, Brian, or no? It's a strange question. It's uh, it's been a while. They're pretty rec- You don't want to see a mountain lion. That's that's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a very mountainous area? Like I I've seen pictures. There there do seem to be a lot of mountains. Like if we if we cross the border, let's say we're going west to east. We're obviously going through in uh, Idaho because we love potatoes. So <laughs> do you just like immediately see mountains and you just know you're in Montana? I'm just I'm so intrigued. Yeah, so the Idaho side, the western side, is very mountainous. Uh, that's probably this is the beautiful side of the state. I mean, it's again, it takes about ten hours to get across um, everything if you really um, went straight west to east. Um, you start to get about mid-state, and after that, it looks about like North Dakota, Wisconsin. It's it starts, yeah, Gross. pretty flat, yeah. Yeah, a lot of farms, a lot of uh, flat land, a lot of wind. Um, a lot of wind. Uh, <laughs> the western side of the state is where it's at. So, <laughs> a lot of wind sounds like Dan after a night of hams. That's what that <laughs> was. big time. Uh, just ask my wife. Um, so, do you have beef with the east side of the state? Then it sounds like you kind of want to shit on them. You know, I actually lived over there for quite a while, and uh, it's it's tough because again, that that cat grizz. Uh, rivalry you know it's kind of the state is cut in half of that um it's yeah it's difficult you know like the 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 eastern side of the state has its things battle you know custer his last stand was over there okay so that's uh, the eastern side of the state is well known for that um it's just a different research guys so we no I'm asking That's about bison. <laughs> I'm asking you're talking about bison and I'm talking about bison daily getting murdered on a boat in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Thanks for not helping out there, Coast Guard. Um, <laughs> I got a I got a random question for you. Has anybody ever told you you kind of look like Cade McNown? I have not heard that one. No. What do you think? A little, think? Bit. little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. The hat. I could, I could see it. I was thinking our buddy Jack a little bit too. He kind of looks a little like, bit. Like yep. Jack. Yep. Yeah. And that's a compliment. Jack's a compliment. Uh, almost as handsome as Brad Pitt. <laughs> I'll take that any day. Even three hands down. I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. McDowell, I'll take so, McDowell. That's Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. Yeah. He's not a porn guy though. He's, he's a very anti-porn guy. What is, what's is your feel? I'm just kidding. I was going to ask you what your feelings oh, no. are on oh, porn, but let's not do that. <laughs> Are you thinking of Mc, uh, Josh McCown or yep, Cade McCown? Oh, nope, okay. Not, holy shit. I am way off base. <laughs> you nailed it. Not Cade. I don't even remember what Cade McCown looks like. Jesus A little bit Christ. like Brian. A little bit. I'm, I'm so off base. I'm sorry, Brian. That's what I meant. Josh McCown. I'm right. drunk. I'm drunk. That's fine. <laughs> it's completely fine. Uh, another tough segue out of... Uh, pornography talk or is it it's hard to say <laughs> we're we don't really steer that far so southwest burbs ish where your family's from i assume them they're white Sox fans or is that an incorrect assumption i was i was born and raised to uh strictly go with the Sox. yes uh, you know unless it's a crosstown game which fortunately we had a few of those uh this last weekend you know, I, I go for the Cubs. Chicago, Chicago. But yeah, uh, yeah it socks all the way. All Damn. right. Love yeah. it. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Dan. It's real funny, Bill. You seem to 
find a lot of Sox fans. I have for these, <laughs> for these fans and eggs segments. I don't know how that works out, but total coincidence. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hey, it's finally, you know, we finally have something to brag about. It's awesome. It's fantastic. So let's go back to the Bears, though. So you um what what's like your most your biggest memory growing up as a Bears fan? Is there a specific team that sticks out? Is there a specific player that uh, kind of connected you to Chicago and the Bears? Uh, as a young child, it was a, a, a tough road. <laughs> there really wasn't a lot of uh, amazing players along that road. I think it was more around 05, 06, you know, we started to get there to the show. Brian Locker, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, as a young guy, that I looked up to him. Um, that team was fantastic. Uh, I was, you know, back in high school, I was a defensive guy. I played some tight end. Um, but when we had Briggs nice. in her locker back there, that was unbelievable. Now, don't get me started on the offense of that team, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what really, you know, when I really started to reach down deep as a Bears fan and, and really just get involved game after game. Um, as a child, though, it was it was slow coming. It was we still watched it, but it was tough to to really to really get behind it when you're a kid. You know, and they're not winning. It's uh, it's tough. Agreed. Those are some dark times for sure. That is true. Um, how'd you how'd you stumble upon zero doinks? How does a gentleman from Missoula, Montana, find a couple of idiots like us? <laughs> well, you know, last season, um, before last season started, I was still coming off of that uh, double doink, and it was you know we were starting to go into camp. I was struggling, you know, and I uh, I was looking around for a good show to listen to and. You guys are famous. Uh, I was on <laughs> Pandora and uh, was searching around and honestly uh, came across you guys and great to have some fans uh, on the side of the Bears. Again, the Waddle and Sylvie show, it is what it is, uh, but you guys come from a realistic vantage point. And uh, honestly, it's good to have some guys sitting around drinking beer, talking about the team, uh, feels like home. So it's, uh, you know... Good on you guys. Definitely enjoy tuning in every week. We Thanks, appreciate man. that. We're definitely, we don't get a lot right, but uh, we have fun <laughs> just shooting the shit. It helps me, it helps me to vent and Bill, maybe I, you feel the same. It gets some of my bears aggression out a little bit. So thanks for listening to our <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, we do appreciate it, Brian. You're you're like one of our one of our OGs, one of our original listeners. I feel like we we're communicating pretty early in season one. So Greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you can find somebody in Idaho to listen, that'd be great. I don't think I don't think we have many Idaho listeners. So, you know, that's your task. I will keep an eye out. I'll try to get as many people on as I can. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Really appreciate it. Real quick, prediction for Bears this year. You know, I was looking at it. Um, I'm all in on 13 and 3. Yes. Yes. You know, the Bucks are a little – I still don't know how the chemistry is going to come together with Brady yeah. on there. Uh, we've got a shot. We've got a love shot it. this year. I love it. If I couldn't agree more. If we offensive thing out, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 13-3 might be a little a little shy. They might be <laughs> – got to push that puppy up. It's a conservative move. You know, I get it. There's three lucky teams that the Bears are going to run into. Totally understand. 
I'm a gambling man. I play it safe. I think 13 and yeah, 13, three is a good number. I That's love, great. I love the optimism. Thanks. That I needed that today. Thank you. Absolutely. That's awesome, Brian. Well, thank you, Brian and Montana. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on Fans and Eggs, and uh, and thanks for listening. Most of all, really appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Honestly, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I'll keep listening. All right, man. Thanks again. Thanks for your service again. So, yep. You thanks, know. buddy. Yeah, really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Here we go. Hams, 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 and Ted. 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 Baseball talk. Here we go. Hams and Ted. Lucas Giolito, he walks out to the mound with history weighing heavily on him after Lucas Giolito's last start. He mentioned, almost as if to foretell this moment, that James calls pitches that can calm him down. James McCann has the ability to realize what will put Lucas in the best mindset. Here we go. Gerard Dyson has put the ball in play twice tonight. Two and two. He did go strike three. Two outs to get. Jose Osuna will pinch it. One and two. In the air, right hand side. Adam Angle is there. Two down. And now, the only man to reach base tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Eric Gonzalez. Nobody's here to watch, but everyone at home has their hearts in their throats. On 0-2. To right field. Adam Angle is there! A no-hitter! The 19th in White Sox history! Here we go. Hams and Ted. America's favorite baseball segment. Bill, this was an unbelievable week since we last spoke for your team so i'm gonna give you the floor buddy let us know how you're feeling i appreciate that um leading into this segment was a bit of jason benetti's call of lucas giolito's no hitter from tuesday night but let's talk first about the crosstown classic i don't even know if they call it that probably not from this past weekend, Sox visited Wrigley Field. It was awkward because there were no fans. That's so the first Cubs game I've watched empty. And um, I enjoy the fuck out of it. I No offense to Dan. If you've listened to our show before, Dan Doinks is a big Cubs fan. I'm a big Sox fan. And we didn't really talk shit. We don't really talk baseball shit to each other. We kind of give each other space. Um, uh I thought I heard his feelings. I don't even remember what I said, but Dan didn't respond to me about something. And I, (laughs) and I felt bad. Like I thought I, I thought I said something. I don't remember. I think it was from Saturday night. Um, and, but anyway, it was, it was awesome. Oh yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah, Let me clear that up. Uh, no, do you did not hurt my feelings? Uh, I think it was just a matter of, I, I was very distracted. It actually worked out perfect for me. Because I had a million f- like family events going on, which I was initially pissed about, and it ended up being all right because the Cubs got their asses handed to them. So 
my lack of response to I don't even remember what you're talking about, but I don't there was no hurt feelings and I'm a big boy. I could take it. I could absolutely take it. I know. I just didn't want to hurt your soul. It's it's we're only halfway through the season. That could bite me in the ass. So I believe in karma. But the um no, game one and game two went the White Sox way. They were they, in case you do not follow baseball that closely, they set an MLB record for the most amount of home runs by a team in a seven-game span. Jose Abreu led the way. He hit six homers in the series against the Cubs. How is that even possible? That's I, crazy. It's so unbelievable. I mean, the amount of home runs was... It was one of those things, like, I, as a Cubs fan, I'm not even... I can't be mad. Like, that's just... That's just impressive. That's it was just it was goddamn impressive. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, Luis Robert had had a few great moments. Eloy had a few great moments. Um, Keuchel versus Lester on Friday night. Lester, I don't again. Like I said, I don't I don't watch nearly as much Cubs as I do White Sox. Is Lester toast or did he just have a bad night on Friday? The Sox hit lefties really well. I I have no gauge with. Is that John Lester today, or was that just a shit night? He's he's that was a shit night for sure. Okay. He's been right. he's been okay to start the year, but he had another eh, start tonight. So he, I don't know. It, we're all kind of waiting for him to fall completely off a cliff. It feels like it's close, but I mean, he's a guy like in the playoffs. I'd be I would throw him out there. I'd be cool okay. with that because he seems like big game john does he have a nickname like that <laughs> something like that <laughs> but uh yeah but that was a that was an aw- it was awful for i mean yeah i don't I think if Rand- i think if fucking randy johnson was thrown out there the Sox were gonna hit the same amount of home runs i don't i don't think it had anything to do with the pitching yeah they they love a good lefty and uh that sounded sexual um saturday night was the surprise that's where i was most excited because a i was watching most of the game live uh, unlike Friday night, and um, Ronaldo Lopez was back from a shoulder issue. You and I had placed a wager the night before uh, that we can talk about on Hams and Bread. This is Hams and Ted, <laughs> and um, and it was it was weird. So it was Lopez, and then it was it was um, Gio Gonzalez who came in and, and pitched amazing. I don't rem- Oh, it was um, the professor was pitching for the Cubs who scares the fuck Kyle Hendricks scares the yep. fuck out of me as a Sox fan because he's awesome. He had a decent night, would have won most nights, not Saturday. No, I, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nolan fucking Ryan. It didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter on Saturday. But you Darvish, it did matter on Sunday. He looked amazing. We were texting during the game. I I was not even trying to do a reverse jinx sort of thing. It was like you was he was awesome. Like I you and I talked when the Cubs signed him and we were both kind of eh, fine. Like he's he's got all the talent in the world, but that was a lot of money and he's inconsistent. He looked like Cy Young probably looked. Not a lot of tape on Cy Young, but that's probably what he looked like. He was awesome. He mowed the socks down besides Abreu. He was awesome. He I mean, he's been since like middle of last year. He's been more consistent than not. It's been a lot of that type of stuff. But every once in a while, he'll throw one of those outings where his command is shit. He's uh, you're right when he when he signed with the Cubs, I was legitimately upset because he was coming off that bum performance with tipping pitches and the against the Dodgers, which we now know the Astros were just cheating. 
So, um, I wanted Arietta. I was an Arietta guy. Resign Arietta. Just give him the same money. And Arietta, I think, I think he stinks now. I think he's yeah. bad. So, the Cubs yeah. are better off. But, God damn, man, your socks. I want to ask a question though. Yeah, good. There would there seemed to be a theme, and I think it was coming. I don't know. If it it kind of felt like maybe it was coming from like Cubs Twitter mostly, which is which we've stated before can be insufferable there was the the like the idea of of uh cubs fans saying well well look prove it to me when you can score runs without hitting home runs like like be a little better about moving guys along bases and that was my favorite it's like is that how we're i don't know where it was coming from did you see that as well yeah i heard it it like downplaying it's like oh Whoa, you're hitting too many home runs. What? Isn't that the whole point? Are you fucking cool. kidding me? <laughs> right, like a, Bra- right. a Braves six home runs? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I like. I'm like, all right, we're taking this too far. It's like, yeah, prove it to me. Prove it to me when you can move guys base to base. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I love it. It's hilarious. I I did I did see a little bit of it. I heard a little bit of it on the radio where it's like, well, you know, a lot of teams that lead the league in home runs don't win the World Series. And I'm thinking, hit fucking home runs. I don't care. Yeah. Like, if your pitching's good, your defense is good, that can make up for a, a guy not advancing the runner versus, like, hitting it over the goddamn fence. And the Sox are... They're deep. It's not like they rely on two guys to try to hit home runs. They got right, like one right. through nine almost can <laughs> hit the ball out of the yard. It's like the the people who I don't know if there there is there anybody in the NBA now is like you know what you know what's not good three pointers. You know what's great twenty foot two footers. Is that even right? I don't even know the, the <laughs> yeah. I, think I don't that's know right. the dimensions of a court. It's like you know what's even better just a a real lazy. <laughs> little jump shot right in front of the free throw line no fucking three pointers just bang yes. it home it's an extra point you're done with it you don't have to run as much you're good to go so right. anyone who's bitching about oh the socks are hitting too many home <laughs> runs <laughs> shut up just Seriously. shut up i know i know no it, it's funny i feel like that's a good segue to yesterday's Sox pirates game where the Sox scored four without hitting uh, the ball over the fence or it's almost like it's not like they did it on purpose, but it was sort of like, a, hey, we can actually do it. Not they were not answering like Steve Rosenblum's criticism <laughs> or somebody like that. But but let's talk about that game real quick. Lucas Giolito, you know, he's been my boy. I've tried to defend him even when he was statistically the worst pitcher in the league in 2018. I loved him mostly because my daughter has had an incredible crush on him since she was five or six. So I was like, this guy's got to stay in town. You know, she's, she's got to marry this guy, right? I, I need to make some money personally. So, but no, he's a, he's a great dude. Great pitcher. Uh, he was all up in his own head in 20 prior to coming to Chicago in 2018 it was a terrible year for him. He's figured it out. Nobody deserved a highlight career highlight moment more than he did. Um, yesterday, last night, as we're recording this on Wednesday, it was Tuesday night against Pittsburgh. He dominated the fuck out of the, and I know the pirates aren't good, but it's not like everybody's throwing a no hitter at the pirates every night. And he, he allowed one walk and he, 
I'm the ball barely left the infield. So he had 13 strikeouts. He only threw 101 pitches. So that's that's efficient. He like it's it's statistically like one of the top 10 games ever pitched in Major League Baseball based off of the amount of pitches thrown, the amount of strikeouts achieved and the obviously the lack of hits and the last the only one walk. So I loved it. It was awesome. It was it was a little bit weird without fans, but I didn't care. I thought Benetti and Stone did an incredible job and God bless baseball. God damn it. I'm I am so happy. Do you have any thoughts as a baseball fan generally on what happened and what do you think, Dan? Uh awesome. No, that was awesome. And by all accounts, he's he's just a great dude, right? Like if you hear the the local media they all seem genuinely happy for him because he's like a really nice guy off the field. Uh, I, I was uh, I was trying to troll big time last night in a text chain, trying to jinx it myself. To, you know, the old like you don't talk about a no hitter, and I I was I was trying really hard, and that was intentional. And uh, no, a no hitter's awesome. I mean, it's 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 one of like the cool surprises the one of like the oh is he gonna do it oh oh seventh inning oh is he gonna do even if it's not even a local team it's still it's still cool to follow and when it doesn't happen you're like oh fuck that kind of sucks unless it's unless it's the cardinals it's the only way (laughs) who gives a fuck that fuck them so i i'm happy for him i'm happy for you you guys are on a on a heater right now i mean jesus christ but i think you're gonna you're gonna get to this like the the shit the shit people have gotten on Twitter about like uh, the the batting average of each Pirates player. Stop yeah. it! Stop. I it. was a little angry last night. If you follow us at Zero Dunks on Twitter, some fucks from Roto World had like a not to take anything away from Lucas Giolito, but it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have I don't? It's a major league lineup. They've won. I don't even know how many games they they're not oh and thirty like no. and they have not been no hit thirty times so it's like fuck you man these are these are professional hitters the last thing they want is to be embarrassed and and baseball's so fluky anyway with hits like I thought the twenty seventh out was a hit the the guy hit the fuck out of the ball to right field but Adam Engel had he was in the right spot thank God do I have to give Ricky Renteria credit for defensive yeah. assignment I think yeah. I do. Um, so that's confusing, but yeah, uh, I don't care who you do it against or whatever. That was a dominant performance. It was awesome. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not like the pirates have been no hit like five times this year. They've not, nobody, this is the first one of the year. So anyone trying to downplay the idea that a no, a no hitter is fucking hard to do. So I, 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 from afar, I'll got to be honest I, from afar, I've enjoyed, the things like that getting like under your skin yeah. and others i've been real thin skinned about it i have about the white Sox this year i really have well, and other Sox fans i saw some chirping about like someone scrolling through their phone like oh the espn app hasn't even mentioned the socks oh, and up. that's not true at all it was like the first thing that popped up when you went on the app and then if you like exit out of that, then it's you get to scroll through the other stories. It's like, what do you want? I know there's like a it's stupid. I, I, look, 
it's like the little brother complex in Chicago, right? Yes. Like, I, you, yes. right? I'm not saying anything. Yeah, no, it is. Mean. It's it so just, true. It is what it's it true. is. Yeah. And so it's like, I enjoy seeing that. I mean, the Sox are awesome. They're awesome. They're fun to watch. And I don't hate, I don't hate the Sox. Right. So it's, it's fun for me to, to watch it. And, um, yeah, that, but that you, I, I didn't see it until you said it, the batting average thing of the pirates. And I, I literally laughed out loud because it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I went a little hard. I went a little hard. I think I wished a month long of wet, (laughs) bloody diarrhea for him. I, I don't apologize for it, but I felt like five minutes later, I felt a little bad. I did. Yeah, that, it was ridiculous. He, just, he he I don't I don't even know who who was that. Was it a, some guy I never heard of? But uh, yeah, so, it, like it, yeah, it was, literally like a rotisserie baseball guy. And it, the best part is, you know, he spent time writing out every batting average in yes. order. Point two one four point two two four point two five three, and I like so he spent a lot of time on that tweet and just to absolutely trigger Sox fans and it worked yeah. it worked it did. And I, it, I, I, I I don't fault you I would have been the same exact way same like, same what the fuck man not to take anything away from Lucas Giolito you're what do you then then delete don't your tweet you dumb don't fuck <laughs> you're hurting my feelings it. I love it's, it I love it I you know congrats to you and the Sox I mean this has been an awesome run here it's the been great, but both the Cubs sense. and the Sox are, if if the season ended today, which, again, you hate to say during COVID times because it could be taken literally, both teams would be in the playoffs uh, pretty easily, actually, at this point. So um, I just want – we talked about it before the season started, Cubs-Sox, World Series, it's a weird year. Why not? Let's just make it happen this year. Although, if the Cubs beat the Sox, I do I don't think I'd come out of the house for a while. Would this be the would that be the end of this podcast? No. It's a Bears podcast. It's not a Hams and Ted podcast, even though we spend seventy five percent of each episode <laughs> not talking about the Bears. Yeah. But that's only because yeah. it's still the off season. Well, I'm uh I'm happy for you. I don't really there's not much to say about the Cubs. They're trending in the wrong direction right now. They just lost a series of the fucking Tigers. And uh, that's not good. The hitting has gone completely stale. This is what we've seen from years past. The pitching is kind of leveled off, as we would expect. Tyler Chatwood absolutely shit the bed last night, and he has the last couple times, so he might be done as a starter. Quintana came back and pitched last night, and meh, meh. Just out of the bullpen, it's like, so who knows what's going to happen. They need to kick it. They need, they needed, they need Chris Bryant to come back and actually be Chris Bryant. I think that will definitely help. But right now they're just, they seems like something's wrong. They're just, they're not clicking at all. They're like the white Sox, except the exact opposite right now. <laughs> I think the Cubs will be fine. I think as long as you guys beat the twins and Cleveland, that's all I care about. So, you know, <laughs> who gives a fuck about the tigers and you guys are, excuse me, still going to win the NL Central unless they just hand it to the Cardinals after playing like 32 out of 60 well, games at the end of the year. Well, as we're recording this, I just watched the end of the Cardinals game. They were down 5-2 to two going in the ninth, and they end up coming back and win off a, off a bases-loaded walk. 
But so I think the Cardinals are technically two games behind now, but I don't know how that works. Like, yeah, what are they going to do? I don't know do? how that's going to work, but Cardinals have a shitload of doubleheaders coming up. They next weekend, I think the Cubs they're back in Wrigley and they have another like five game series with two doubleheaders. So I don't know. The NL Central stinks. It, it does stinks. Surprisingly, so, I thought it was going to be good. So did I. The Reds, who everyone thought was going to be awesome, they have like, I think they have like top, like some of the worst playoff percentage chances of anyone in baseball right now. They suck. Pirates suck, as you know. I mean, yeah. anyone, oh yeah, anyone, anyone could throw a no hitter against them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Cardinals and the Brewers have been super mediocre. Yeah. So, so that's a tricky part with the Cubs. We were feeling all hot on ourselves and it turns out the whole division sucks so whatever still a lot of, not a lot of baseball left but it feels like there's a lot of baseball left to iron yeah, things out but yeah yeah you i'm i'm happy for you buddy i'll tell Thanks, you that buddy i appreciate it. well chicago baseball is back both teams headed toward the playoffs hopefully it seems likely it's gonna be red hot this has been Hams and Ted. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Hams and bread. Zero doinks! Yes. Yes. Zero doinks! Yes. Come on. Go. Zero doinks! Push the ball. Push the ball. Hams and bread. Go! Yes. Go! Kick it in! Hams and bread. Let's go! Welcome back, Zero Doinks. This is Hams and Bread, America's favorite sports gambling segment. Spoiler alert, you're about to hear from Rick Fieldsman again for his second segment of Hams and Spread, a segment within a segment that is very, very erotic. But first, Dan and I want to talk about sports gambling developments in the state of Illinois. A big surprise happened over the last week. DraftKings all of a sudden was available for deposit and the ability to play on their app. I don't remember seeing anything from the state, but maybe it's a Joe Ostrowski been blocked issue. I'm not sure. What say you, Dan? Fuzzy you know, <laughs> I got a text from a buddy of mine. He was like, hey, DraftKings is up and running. You don't have to do the in-person registration, and it's a short window. I still don't know what happened or why they, they quickly changed, but I'm very happy that they did because uh DraftKings actually has an app and you don't have to go through Safari on your iPhone or that you know f- fuck you Rivers you suck you suck but the best part is DraftKings is clearly trying to fuck over Rivers and get people to to jump onto their platform by offering just free gambling money nonstop i mean what was your favorite? I mean, I, we could talk about all of our. Fa- yeah. I want to hear your favorite one. No, so far. it's been it's been an incredible week for DraftKings. Like I, I can't believe what they're doing. I feel like it's a mistake half the time. My favorite was uh, on on Kobe Bryant Day, right, uh, August twenty fourth. Yeah, oh eight twenty four. Um, they offered 
plus 81 for the Lakers and you could put a dollar on it or something like that or something around that. But if you place that bet, then you were eligible for for a boost where you could put up to 50 bucks. Like basically they gave you 50 plus dollars, didn't they? 50 bucks. Yeah. For plus 81 Lakers against the Blazers. What, what, what was that, Dan? Like I'm still blown away by that. I don't, it's not going to last. Like they're clear. I, and this is what makes me think there's a short window. I, I don't even know what it is. My buddy's like, there's a short window that it's open. And so they're clearly trying to be like, you know, we're all in, right? Uh, us and our small sphere of degenerates are trying to move money out of rivers and into <laughs> into DraftKings. I mean, the the other one was they gave us a free hundred dollar bet money line Cubs or Sox this weekend, right? Friday night was that yep. Friday? The, the, and, uh, yes, I think. I, or no, maybe it was Saturday. Saturday it it might have Saturday. been Saturday. Yeah, because because uh, you did Sox, I did Cubs. And clearly, I saw that was going to lo- be a loser, but it was a free. It was free. It was a hundred bucks. You got plus one hundred, basically, where it was supposed to be minus one fifty or so, right? Something uh, like that, or no? No, I might no, be wrong. No, no. It was. I'm um, an idiot. Not a big math guy. It, it was like uh, I don't know. I think it was just free. I think it was a credit. It was just. It was like you get. You went like a bet a dollar. You went a hundred. Oh, okay. Of, yeah, on yeah. the money line. Yeah. So I immediately just when the Cubs went down, I just put I put 50 on the Sox. I was like, I'm getting something back for this. And it was like the in-game line. The Sox were still like even money. I don't know how much they were. It was basically like, we're just going to give you a cash deal with it. I also still have another hundred dollar free bet that I have to use like through this weekend. Have you seen that? No. It was like out of nowhere, out of the clouds. It's like, here you go. Here you go. Whatever you want. What, what do you want, buddy? It's like. <laughs> It, you know, it's like if you put twenty dollars down on an NBA game in the bubble here, they're like, "Here's a, here, here's ten bucks. Here's ten bucks. Do an in, uh, do a live bet." Yep. It's like I love it. Uh, you can't even turn. It's just credits everywhere, and it's awesome. And you know what? Your marketing has worked because yeah. I'm in. Oh, you're in. I'm in. You know, Coach Cuse is in. I think he said today that he loves DraftKings. Like I, I think he means it sexually. And Rick Fieldsman is definitely in, as you're about to hear on on uh, hams and spreads. But yeah, just before we get there, it's it's truly it is it's a great app. I you know you got to log in like 900 times sometimes to to get access to it, but it's worth it. There are a lot of free pools. Like there was like a weather pool today where you could oh, yeah. bet over unders on temperatures throughout the country, and like. There was and you could win money. That's awesome. There's presidential election stuff that you don't have to put any money in, and you can you can wager on. It is. I love it. I feel like they're going to find a way to allow me to to uh, bet on the Illini too, even though it's against state oh, yeah. rules. I feel like they're going to find a way. Can you and I agree right now that we're going to stay away from the election wagers? Yeah, because you and I yeah. lost our asses in 2016, right? We did. We did. We th- I think we yeah. threw we threw yeah. all of our cash and dicks into that hillary pool and oh whoops we drowned whoops. we drowned we did it was maybe yeah. the beginning of the end for us with our bookie i think it yes. was okay i think I, w- I woke up on election day and i had the flu not a good omen not a, not good, a good omen, omen. <laughs> at all at all uh, oh. we had money on the senate or the house and hillary yeah. and 
uh, a, a bad gambling day for Dan Doinks and Bill Doinks. It was not that's great. For sure. It was a shocking development for us and the country. You might say that. You might. This is a, say this is a sports pod. Just shut up and dribble, Bill. <laughs> shut, shut up and dribble. And dribble. And you know what? There's nobody that's better at basketball than Rick Fieldsman, former and current Gray Balls power forward. Let's slide into Rick's DMs right now for another session of Hams and Spreads. Hi, this is Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams, 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 and hams and spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Spreads. Our buddy Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Hams and Spreads. Rick Fieldsman. Rick and spreads featuring me rick fieldsman all right welcome back to episode two of hams and spreads last week i went two and one with some hot hot picks across the nba soccer and afl if you put twenty dollars down on each of the bets i gave you you would have a larger amount of money than what you started with, and that's why you keep coming back. Let's go to the first pick. Hams and spreads. Pick one. Okay. We are starting it off with the BMW Championship this weekend. And for my fellow doinkers, that is golf. And I get this question asked a lot. Yes, I do play golf. I shot a 59 on the front nine last weekend. Forgot to keep score the second nine. Anywho, Dusty Johnson is coming off a win where he shot 45 under par, and he's not stopping this weekend. He loves BMWs almost as much as he loves the Gretzkys, and he is minus 118 to finish in the top 10 of this tournament. And I love those close to enough to even monies with the juice considered bets. So we are going with the great one's son-in-law. And Sunday is going to be your fun day as you rake in the monies. Let's go to the next one. Hams and spreads. Pick two. Yeah, can I can I make that medium frosty a large frosty? I want. I, I meant to say large. For, oh, wait. Welcome, doinkers, to the NASCAR Coke Zero Sugar 400, which is on Saturday, August 29th at 6.45 p.m. Did you know my old roommate used to watch NASCAR every single Sunday? Well, that makes me kind of an expert. So I'm doing my normal perusing of the lines on DraftKings.com, and the car number of race winner shows up. The over-under of the car number is 12 and a half. Now, I'm not a big math guy, but I don't recall there being any negative numbers on cars, nor do I recall any car numbers having decimal places. And Dale Earnhardt's number was three. That number should be retired. Can't confirm if it is, but it should be. And Dale Jr. was number eight, and then it was 88. And now I'm not sure if eight is used, but here's what I do know. The integers above 12 and a half must be more 
than the number of integers below 12 and a half, and that's what I call Arbitrage City. So, Doinker, start your engines. Come visit Mount St. Arbitrage with me. The key to the city is awaiting you, and ride that 12 and a half car number of race winner over and get that checkered flag. On to the last one. Hands and spreads. Pick three. Printing Money's Pick of the Week. Printing Money's Pick of the Week is brought to you by DraftKings.com. Did you know that DraftKings is so much better than Bet Rivers? Just ask Gavin Rothsdale. Don't use Bet Rivers. Use DraftKings. Thanks, Gavin. DraftKings Casino. Only go to Rivers if you need to take a dump. All right, for my last pick, we're going back to the shitty Commonwealth of Australia for some Australian rules football. We have Port Adelaide Power versus Sydney Swans. They are playing Friday, August 28th at 10.45 p.m. Let's rewind to some date back in June for Coach Cuse's birthday. The hams were a-slapping and no one came a-slapping. We watched some AFL on the patio. Not sure of much else except Port Adelaide covered handedly. The referee was using both finger guns on every possession and they won by a billion. So Port Adelaide is giving 27.5 points I'd happily give double that. So give the points, take the power, and it's gonna be a repeat performance. And that's it for this second and potentially final episode of Hams and Spreads. If you want to get a hold of me for any of my hot, hot picks, you can reach out to me on Twitter at Rick Fieldsman, Instagram at Rick Fieldsman, Facebook, I don't have one. Victory Auto Wreckers, as for Richard Fieldsman, the Maristar Casino, I'm sleeping in the parking lot. And I'm going to send it back to the Doinks boys. And as always, have a good one at the windows. And this has been the world's greatest and first segment within a segment Hams and Spreads with Rick Fieldsman. Rick Fieldsman wow rick three bold choices yet again you went two and one last week i'm curious i can't wait for you to hit three and oh this week what do you think dan do you are you confident in rick's choices is he a sharp or a whale <laughs> one of those two because yeah. he sounds real professional and it's i'll be honest it's shocking to hear Good, good on you, Rick. Yeah, I think he's coming out of whatever malaise he's been in the last 39 years, and it's it's impressive. Um, I assume that he's going to start asking for donations for fresh thumbs. I'm not willing mm-hmm. to give those. I assume all of his winnings from free monies will go toward surgery. I agree. Is that where they take your your big toe and they just jam it on your hand? Is that a thumb surgery? They might. Thumb, Do you really need your big thumb? Tr- I don't think so. I actually I think you do for balance. <laughs> for us, for Australian rules football, I think you need your big toe. Okay. 
Kristen Doinks asked me last night, like, if none of us had toes, could we still walk? Or no, I think she said, could we still stand? And I thought, I think you could still stand, but it would be a bit wobbly and... Uh, I wouldn't want to have no toes, personally. I can't speak for you, Dan Doinks. I think, yeah, I think you'd, everyone would walk around a little peg-legged, right? Like, you'd have to walk real straight, like like a wobble. I'm doing it. Nobody can see yeah. it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think be, you need your toes. You need your toes. You, you need your toes. If there's nothing else the, that we want to give our listeners, yeah, go ahead. I feel like you, I feel like you had yeah, another thought. No, no, I do. I think the pinky toe, pretty worthless, right? You could do it out of your pinky toe. Yeah. Unless you're Antonio Alfonseca. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Six fingers, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had like on each hand. I think he had six toes as well. Ugh. That's weird. What would you do? Yeah. Is that cool or weird? Um, I think the ladies would probably be turned off. Wait, I got to think about this. <laughs> would the <laughs> little bit extra probably never hurts. <laughs> uh, Did you ever read I think it was a vice article about the guy who had two penises. Did you ever see that? I definitely never have read an article. About it was, a guy years, with two it penises. was Google it later make sure you're at work on a work <laughs> server and google that it's a wild ride uh, i'll just say that if you're listening google the guy with two penises it's it's a crazy story it's i'm going to i am are we am. are we in hams and spreads hams yeah. and uh, no hams and bread hams which and bread. has hams and spreads Right in the middle of the segment. Okay, and sorry. We had to double penis talk. That's fine. Weird times, Bill. Weird times. Weird times. This concludes America's favorite gambling segment regarding sports, hams and bread, and hams and spreads. See you next segment. Rick Fieldsman masturbates with walls. If you ever wanted to follow us, do it at Zero Doinks. Instagram at Zero Doinks. Twitter at Zero Doinks. Slip into our DMs. Wet, wet, wild. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. If the hams are a slapping, don't come a slapping. At Zero Doinks. Zero stocks. We're wrapping up here. We're going to leave you after week two of preseason. This has been a fun episode. William, question for you. Are you caught up on Hard Knocks? I am. I've watched all three episodes so far. Do you have any particular questions that come to mind about Hard Knocks? Do you have a one team that you like this season over the other? Yeah, I 
I love what the Chargers are doing versus the Rams. Like, for, I, I love the Rams stadium, though. They, do they share a stadium, or is that just the Rams stadium in L.A.? Do we know this? I, we I don't think know this. They have, I, I think they have two different ones. The Chargers one maybe is Seems excessive, ready. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Chargers um, are going to be the White Sox of, of Los Angeles, aren't they? No doubt, no doubt. I think... Um, I'm with you. I like the Chargers. I like their uniforms. There's the uh, Anthony Lynn seems like a smooth, cool dude. Uh, let's see. I Joey Bosa. How do you feel about the way he talks? A bit off-putting, but uh, I was more focused at least last episode on Melvin Ingram and his amazing like rap work. I don't think that's how you say it. I'm very white, <laughs> but he, I thought that was awesome. I agree. I think Anthony Lynn has been the star of the show. Um, Sean McVay, I think is flat out creepy. I think that's my, that's my consensus. There's something about that guy that I don't know if it's, if it's because he's so young and he's trying to like connect with the players in a different way. But I feel like he's a weird mix between like John Gruden and Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. He does. It does feel like he's trying way too hard to be funny and cool, and he wants to be Gruden so bad. And I don't understand that because I think Gruden sucks. But you know, you're you you hit it right on the head. Something about him just seems off. And then it's like you go on the other side with. Anthony Lynn and he just seems genuine like he seems yeah. like he genuinely cares about the guys and um he's a it's pro. been good he's a total he's, pro yeah he's a pro but it's been fun seeing the split of the two teams I think they've done a good job of bouncing back and forth um I think you made a joke on Twitter about them lathering up the footballs and the the how sexual that felt yeah I don't can you explain that to me? Why they're why they no. go through that exercise? No, I no, I'd love to. Be, that that led the show for episode three, and it was like they they put the cream on the balls, and then it looked like they shaved the balls, <laughs> like shaved like <laughs> I said that weird, um, but it looked like like they. Um, they didn't have this like the pigskin like indentations on it like it looked rough right yeah that's not yeah. legal first of all and and, that, <laughs> and this is also it's a shout out to um uh biscuits trebiscuits our our buddy Ira in in uh South Carolina and he he's the one that I I saw the tweet from um and he he was he tagged Tom Brady on it like this is this is a violation of NFL protocol and I don't know what they were doing. I don't know why they were doing it. Um, all I know is that I was completely at midnight, though, when they started <laughs> shaving the cream off of those balls. You? I didn't understand it. I think they were let them dry. I was I was trying to piece it together. They let them dry, maybe, and then shave them, so maybe it fills in the cracks. Uh, I don't I don't know. I I literally have no idea. But that was very odd. Uh, I do have another thing. Um, God, what's his name? The the Rams seventh round oh, linebacker. Linebacker. So I'll I'll give you my feelings and and I want to hear yours. 
And he's been in, he was in one of the, at least one of the other episodes. I think mm-hmm. the first one, maybe he's like the typical, like meathead, uh, overly excited, chirpy football player. If he, if that kid, if that dude wasn't a meathead wrestler, color me shocked in high school. Like that's the, like every team had at least one of those guys. And I hated that guy from the start. And, <laughs> and and then it just was so perfect in the third episode when you meet his dad who's best friends with Brett Favre and I was like oh fuck this guy and his family I hate I hate that guy so much and there's one in every hard knocks right there's one person that you have to hate boom there he is what it's what are so your thoughts true. oh it's so true i first of all i think he sucks at football I mean, congratulate. He played at he, Baylor. That's big time football and all that. But he looks terrible. Like he looks like he does not know what he's doing. Is that is that accurate? You played D one football. <laughs> I didn't. Does he look like he sucks? Well, I mean, yes, he does. And even the editing of the show is intended to make him like show him as the hype man. Like, oh, I'm so happy to be out here. I'm going to make no mistakes today. And then literally Tim just going, oh, fudge. Oh, fudge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, annoying. fudge. Oh, so many mental mistakes. Like, it seems like yeah. he can do nothing but screw up. And and look, I, like, he clearly was a great, he's a great football player, but not an NFL, a great NFL player. That's right. not me. He's obviously made it way, way further than I ever did. But, I mean, he's... <laughs> Was he calling yeah. Favre Papa Favre? He, like, yeah, it was Papa either Papa Brett or Papa oh. Favre, which made me think, like, honestly, Brett, I was, sh- right. yeah, I was shocked that Favre didn't take his penis out on Zoom. That's Same. what I was waiting for, <laughs> just putting that hog out there because he can't help himself when technology and his penis are involved. Apparently, right? <sighs> I can't, I can't think of Favre and not think of that moment either. I so. I, I don't know. I hate that guy, and I'm happy yeah. to hear that you do as well. I mean, I'm hate sure him. he's a lovely dude, but, you know, and the whole idea, he, he just is like the guy, he's just an annoying dude. Like, we know, we all know these people, like, just yeah, l- loving life a little too much. Come on, be depressed with the rest of us, buddy. <laughs> That's right. That's fair. You know who is depressed about the quality of the practices so far, who I think might be the star of the show? The Cardinals, or the Cardinals, Jesus Christ, the Chargers wide receiver coach, he is going balls to the wall, screaming at his guys during uh, uh, the room, you know, wide receiver room, whatever you call it. It's it, yeah. film review. It's awesome. I love it. I think it's fantastic. He's pretty good. Yeah. I like to, he made, what did he say? He's like, I've tried to say it nice. I've tried to be a dick. I don't know what to do at this point. Just fucking block somebody. Fucking block and somebody. It was it was interesting to see Anthony Lynn's like, you're not gonna block. You're not gonna block from me. You're not gonna play. Yeah. So, uh, no, I've I've enjoyed. I, I I will say I've enjoyed the Chargers practice part of it more so than the Rams. The Rams have Aaron Donald, which that still may, upsets me that he's yeah, not a bear. Mm-hmm. But, um. Was that uh, – sorry, I'm getting off uh, on a tangent here. Was that Rams scrimmage they had in the stadium, was that televised? Was I to I believe know. that was – it kind of Not felt sure. like it was. 
Okay. It just made me. It, why couldn't the Bears do something like that? Like, why couldn't they have like an actual yeah. live practice like that? At least to get the young guys used to being hmm. in a like in Soldier Field or you know in in that atmosphere. I know it's not the same thing, but to like get into the routine. I like the idea of like getting into the routine of having an actual game, uh, and we all know Matt Nagy wants to do the opposite of what everyone else does but that'd be i think that would be beneficial for the bears right it couldn't hurt yeah no i think they are practicing at soldier field this weekend i saw a tweet from dan oh, they? Rubber, rubber, okay. yeah but but i but i don't know if it's like the same excuse me if it's like copying the rams where you arrive in team buses you're in the locker room you have halftime all that i don't know i don't know or i assume it's not televised otherwise you know Jim Miller and Tom Brenneman would both be tickling the ivories together, <laughs> probably. Um, so we'll see, I guess. But yeah, no, I think it's a fair point. I think anything you can do to replicate a regular, uh, you know, week one through seventeen experience is a positive. I will hand that to to Sean McVay reluctantly because, like I said, I know you you were more on Team McVay. He's a good coach. I'm not trying to take away from his skill as a head coach. He just he reminds me of the coach that tries too hard. That's that's yeah. my issue with him. That's all. He definitely like wants to be known that he's on TV, and I it'd be I'd be curious to know how, if he's his demeanor is different when he's not in front of the cameras. It feels like he's hamming it up a bit. Uh, uh, but, but uh, something that stuck out to me, that the dynamic of, I, I just was thinking through, you know, the Rams and who they have to play in division. Like that division is awesome. Yeah, it is. Like the Cardinals are going to be better, right? Yeah, I would think so. The Niners are just in the Super Bowl. The Seahawks are always great, and like, and the and the Rams are a good team. Yeah. So it's just interesting their practice and you know in comparison to the Chargers where you know you're in the same conference as uh Mahomes you're you're just you're fucked for and we yeah. we know this all too well you're just fucked for years with yeah. a good like one of the best quarterbacks in the league forever. Yes. So um you know trying to trying to figure that out and even the Chargers building their defense, you know, you just give someone like Bosa all that money. Melvin Ingram, that was int- I, I didn't know he was in a contract dispute. I mean, he's an awesome football player. Just give him that money. Like, you need to load up that defense and just hope your offense falls in line. You know, Justin Herbert, uh, I don't know if that's working out. I mean, I don't know. He, you just look at that guy. He tosses a beautiful ball, I guess. Yeah. But do you look at that guy and you're like, that guy's a winner? No, I, I feel like a great practice player, but I feel like that's a guy, if he gets hit once, he shrinks. He seems like that type yep, of dude. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, Tyrod Taylor, would you take him on the Bears right now as Hell a starter? Yeah. Hell I yeah. I would too. Absolutely. That guy, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's looking at. He knows how to lead a team quietly but confidently. He would probably be better than Mitch or... Uh, Nick Foles at this point. I okay. I I hate to say it. It pains me to say it, but I would take him. Yeah. All right. I I got I I totally agree with you on that one. I got one more random thought. Um and this I I don't even know who it is. There's a quarterback for the Rams who's number 2 
like his jersey number is two. Is that the worst number you could have in football? Yeah. Like, I think there's literally, I can't think of one number two. Can you think of any? No. Like, it, off the top of it just like looks you look fat and slow, right? Immediately. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. Number two. Yeah. But I like if they, I mean, they didn't assign him that number. He had to have picked. He's like, I'll be number two. Like for some reason, that number just sticks out to me. Like that guy's not making the team. Like I, I don't, there's in no way I have no, unless you're a, even a kicker wouldn't do that. Right. They're going to be like one or like a hot, like a teens number. No, that's that's totally fair. I'm trying to look at Hall of Famers by jersey number right now that you that you mention yeah. it. There's only two guys with number two uh, retired. Okay. Tell me if you know these guys. Oops, I I clicked on number three. Not a good start. Uh, John Driscoll, also known as Patty Driscoll. Uh, was he a bear? No, he couldn't have yeah, been a bear, right? His name sounds familiar. He might have is been. Is that an Illini guy? I oh, thought it was a Illini a bear. guy. He is a bear. He's a Northwestern guy. Oh. So so I'm an idiot because he's a bear. Walt Kiesling, who is a Steeler, also very old. Uh, Lyman, not to be confused with Dustin Lyman. He... <laughs> Chicago Bear? He's a bear too. There's two what? bears. I think That's I don't I don't know what to say about this. And then a guy named Charlie Trippy, who <laughs> tell me he's not a bear. Uh I'm unclear. Might be he's a cardinal. Probably a Chicago Cardinal, right? Probably yeah, Chicago. Right, right. Um so I guess to answer your question, the Chicago Bears are the best <laughs> team to be number two with Patty Driscoll and Dustin Lyman's great great grandpa. But I feel like that's I feel like it's a curse number, right? For football. Like I just think of Tim Couch when I think of number two. And was shit. he number two? I think so. Oh. I gotta Google that too and probably be completely inaccurate. I feel like he was like a twelve, if anything. Like twelve is fine. But two is just an off-putting number for some reason on a football jersey. It just doesn't look right. It looks like you're missing a number. It should be 12 or 20 or 22 or, you know. Tim Couch, Tim. Uh, the first play, the best player to wear uniform number two in Cleveland Browns history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, that settles it then. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. That's that jumped out to me. That was a hard knocks talk. Did we just ruin our Bears street cred by there being two? First of all, why are there two number twos that were Bears? Shouldn't one of them been retired? I'm confused. I'm so confused. I think the yeah the Bears have like I feel like they just have a few numbers left at this point that yeah. haven't been retired. So what let's about relax. Sixty nine. Jared Allen. Yeah. That's still around, right? Yep. I think. Also a number you can't take serious, right? No. 69. No. You can't do that. No. That's <laughs> unless, unless you're, you're Dan Pompey, <laughs> Doug Peterson. <laughs> yep, we that hit that true. on your bingo card tonight. <laughs> yes, we did. As we normally do. We love talking about puka shells <laughs> and the 69 game between 
the athletics, Dan Pope. I have not seen many articles from him recently. Actually, I wonder, is he still with the athletic? Or did people finally be like, I don't really want to hear about the 85 Bears anymore, Dan. Find a new job. Thoughts? Well, didn't Doug Peterson have COVID? So maybe he's in quarantine right now with Doug because they 69 each other. Yeah. You could probably pass it through your urethra, right? I've heard that's the easiest way to get it is through your semen. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we didn't address that in um, Hams and Ted. You and Ted William, Ted Williams, you and Ted Phillips' wife, uh, <laughs> cuck. No. There's supposed to be a cucking. No, I didn't. I didn't actually. You lost the bet to that. I didn't commit to that. No, I was. That was a hard pass for me. A very hard pass for me. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I did we do just weekend series or season series? It doesn't matter. Socks are probably gonna roll them from here on out. All so. right. So we didn't. We did not shake hands on the on the cuck. We didn't. I would prefer not to do that. If you're okay, okay. with that, if you'll give me okay. a pass. Yeah, I will. You'll have to make it up to zero dunks in other ways. So, you know, let's just put that in the pie hole. No, that's not a thing. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's fair. This has been a, I think, mostly successful episode of Zero Doinks. We are back weekly. Sorry. And you're welcome. And we're excited about it. Right I then? mean, yeah, well, we're we're yeah, we're, yeah. we'll probably have to stretch these out a little bit until there's some real action. But yeah, so bear with us, bears, bears with us a little bit, guys. Bears, we are thanks. super close. Oh, go ahead. Yes, uh, thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. We love the interaction. Fans and eggs has been wonderful. Thank you, everyone who's joined us thus far, and future fans and eggs guests. Thank you, hams. Thank you, alcohol. Thank you, jet booze in general. Wait, that's the same thing. I don't know what I don't know what I'm saying. It's fun. Thank you, bears. Thank you, Bell. Thank you, socks. Thank you, Cubs. Thank you, America. Go vote. Wear a mask. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Thank you, Brian. In slash from Montana. This week's Fans and Eggs uh, guest, you were fantastic. Next week, we're going to visit Ohio. Spoiler alert, it's going to be awesome. And uh, we greatly appreciate it. If you are from a state that has not been represented yet, we have represented so far Indiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Montana, and next week, Ohio. Raise your hand if you want to be on Zero Doinks as our contributing voice from another state outside of Illinois. We appreciate it. We love you. Thank you for listening. We're shocked anybody does. Our stats are red hot. We don't know why, but keep listening. Tell a friend. Wear a mask. Go Bears. Bears, love you.
flavors. Use DraftKings. Use DraftKings. Thanks, Gavin. DraftKings Casino. Only go to Rivers if you need to take a dump.